Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, buddy? I'm uh, better for seeing you, my friend. Better for seeing you. How was your weekend? My weekend was uh, interesting. Interesting. I went and did a bike race. Uh, I, I want to hear about that. Um, yep. Yep. Bike racing. Um, an endless source of disappointment. Uh <laughs> Other than Leadville, it's been the uh, most disappointing aspect of my life, uh, bike racing. It's just fraught with uh, <laughs> with things that can go wrong. And there's points in the race where you question why you even bother doing it. Really? Did yeah. you have mechanicals or just the, the chucklehead riders? Um, You know, did, I did a cyclocross race. And cyclocross is a terrible oh. 
Discipline. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. You know, I, I actually, I got credit for doing one. And, and the reason I got credit was because I turned up and I was going to borrow a bike from Carl Regular, and he had loaned it to a guy in the race right before me. And the guy thankfully broke the bike. You're welcome. You're welcome. I know. You would have hated, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have done a lap. Like you would have gone to the first hill. All right. For the audience, cyclocross is this archaic European <laughs> steeplechase kind of thing where you're supposed to ride a skinny tire road bike around a mud bog and climb over some fences and run through sand, which is just the absolute opposite of anything Morris has any interest in doing. Yeah. But look, I had friends that were doing it. I went to see the guys, you know. Yeah. Was did that FinCraft guy win like he wins every time? No, 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 no. Roger wasn't there. But I wore my FinCraft kit to put the vibe out so that that's what people thought when I showed up. They're like, oh, oh he's a FinCraft guy. They're like, he's not to be fun. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you no, didn't no. go with the Ibwak jersey? No, no, no. I don't want to get that dirty. I don't want to get that dirty. <laughs> I have been assured that our two-year no t-shirts are in train. Hoodies for the hoodie season. A liquidity is ephemeral. Okay, those <laughs> that's uh round two. I, I've been trying to get round one through all sorts of compliance, regulatory, and then of course getting it into the budget uh was a fucking holy nightmare. Um Dude, the mo the mo the worst aspect of the bike race was once again, dude. It's always like you said a hundred times. It's always the kids that get hurt. Um, so you know, again, I made the I, I committed the cardinal sin of every cyclist, which is bringing your family and children. To oh no! <laughs> Never ever. Look, 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 this is how I spun it. All right, you know, I I, I had to spin it. I said, look. It's a it's it's 45 minutes away. That's a lie. It was an hour away. I said, look, it's 45 minutes away. The race is only 45 minutes long, which is a lie because like it'll warm up and the yada yada. Then there's 45 minutes of washing your fucking bike off before you can put it half dirty on the car, right? No, no, no. First of all, I had to carry it to the truck. Okay, because the rear wheel was ripped off. Okay, so but before that even happened, dude, before that even happened. So I walked down to the start line and I don't do any warm up. I'm not my, I'm not riding my trainer in the parking lot like the other losers. Okay, I'm like, sweetheart, this is it. Like, I'm going to go find my number. I'm going to put my number on and then I'm going to the start line. So I'm like, all right, go to the start line. Goodbye, Fiona. Dude. She was distraught because she thought she was going to race with me. She, oh, oh, oh. she thought she was coming to do on your market oh, set go with pop. Really, okay? really. so time. The starting line guys like 60 seconds, masters men's. And I'm like, I got to go. She's like, Bob, I want to go. Like, like weeping. And like uh, inconsolable, and I'm like, uh, I was don't like, worry. In 16 years, it'll be, Dad, get the fuck lost. Exactly. It was just terrible. It was just, it was, it was so satisfying because my, for my wife, I was like, I was like, look, sweetheart, the only thing that you didn't get that you wanted was the crash. I didn't like, you know, go head first over the bars into the mud bog. You know, that's, that's next. That's next year. You know, one of the two times. Two times. Yeah, one of the two times I broke my rib was the first um, mountain bike race I did. And I asked our friend Matt 
what do I pump my tire pressure up to? And he said, I don't know, 60, 65 pounds. Correct answer is 25. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I crashed and, you know, broke a rib and, and the whole thing. But uh, it's a highly technical, it's a highly technical sport. And like I said, I was game and Lord was looking out for me because, you know, I, yeah. It's it's not meant for it's not meant for it's not for Jews. It's just not for Jews. Let's let's be let's be obvious, plain and, and upfront about it. So. There's probably statistics that back that. <laughs> uh so I kind of woke woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. How is that possible? Did you go to Vermont? How do you spend the weekend in Vermont and you're still cranky? What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think I'm 63. Um you know, us we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. So yeah, I was in Burlington, Vermont, and a uh, college town, mm-hmm. and was reminded of the good old days. Cheryl and I got up early Sunday to go to the local breakfast spot. Mm-hmm. I had to sidestep two or three piles of vomit from the people, uh, and then the young ladies doing the walk of shame, <laughs> right? That kind of thing. Oh. Um, but. Uh, you know, uh, Burlington is the home uh, birthplace of fish. So we were eager to go up there and visit some friends. So we rolled by Nectars and, um, you know, we dropped by and hung out with Trey uh, for a while. He was really excited to see us. Fishman was there. Uh, Mike Gordon Build a nice house on the lake there, Mike. Yeah, yeah, he really nice. All the heady topper and focal banger you want. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I actually I, I didn't get to meet them. They at the last minute something came up. Uh, it it is bizarre. I went to the grocery store with uh, our friends to pick up some food for for dinner, and I I saw two things that I was shocked. One you know about, the other you don't. One was a refrigerator full of heady topper and focal banger, Beautiful. and no sign saying limit. Limit one per customer. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No. All, all uh, AYG. Good. All you got. Yeah. The second thing, and I posted it on the website that the marketing people have been trying to get me to to draw traffic to the website, revenues, you know that kind of thing. So. Um, you know, I always fancied myself that one day I'd be a commodity trader and it, it didn't work out for me. So I ended up stuck doing the bond thing, which by the way, the past two weeks has not been delightful, but irrespective of that, I saw there and I took a picture. It's on the website. You could get two ears of corn for $3. Now, Remembering to my commodity days, I thought corn was like three fifty a bushel. Bushel, a bushel. A bushel. How many yeah. ears are you thinking a bushel? How many ears are you thinking a bushel? More than more than two. Eight hundred. <laughs> so um, we opted to pass on the corn. It, it doesn't fit with my keto diet anyway. But uh, so I, I I posted a picture. Because it's a little confusing because it's like you get three for two dollars, but it's fifty cents off. I, 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 yeah. 
you know, I've sent in bed with math. Yeah, now you're doing Cheryl that. I wasn't there. I took a picture. I'm like, I had to have her explain this to me because I, I don't see. Right. Do I have to buy four? Do I have to buy four I, of them? I, I, I was confused. Does it keep I, I was the confused. more I buy? <laughs> but it, it was lovely. It was lovely up there. Yeah. Um, and I, I had a, a chance uh, to visit with our friends. Um, uh, as so often happens, you know, the, the guys tended to have their conversations and the women tended to have their conversations. Uh, my, my friend, uh, who you know, um, is a uh, chronic uh, news watcher. Mm-hmm. Of chronic's the right word, but he he's very much insatiable. Insatiable. Yeah, you know, for me, uh, being a long time denizen of the canyons of Wall Street, I don't uh, commit to a channel. I just let the headlines pop up. And if the headlines look interesting, I will, I will um, chase down. And, and he early in the weekend asked me if, how concerned I was about the government shutdown. And I looked at him, and it was almost a what shutdown. And he was mortified that I wasn't highly concerned. I'm like, you know, I've seen these fucking clowns for years and years and years, and this is you're wasting your time. You, Dude, you said it on the show. I know you blew it off. And you, and I, that was the last thing I think I asked you last week. I said, are we going to have to talk about this shutdown? And you repeated, because you, I think you sang that song the first time we went through it in the summer. You were like, absolutely not, absolutely not, absolutely not, absolutely not, not a story, keep going. And here we are, 14th at the 13th yeah, hour. Yeah, I'm not saying <clears throat> shit won't get fucked up a little bit here or there. But like default or this time, I, I'm i not going to go back and research it. But it was around, I, I don't know. It was when the U.S. got downgraded from AAA to AA. And it was like, whoa, right? I, I could figure out the year because I think it was not long before my mother passed away. But I was staying at the Four Seasons Hotel, which is now in Chicago, ground zero for war zone um four seasons and i saw we got the downgrade and like every other chucklehead i'm thinking well they're just gonna fucking cane everything and boy was i in i was inverted (laughs) um everything fucking ripped because you know what it doesn't matter it's a clown show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know, it was nice to see Diane Feinstein finally retire. Mm-hmm. Um, went out at the high. I saw or, that. Not, that's not going to. That's not going to impact her re-election campaign, though. The, okay, she'll still take the money. Um, yeah, um, but I think what interested me the most was. Can I, can I say one thing about that before you can say as much as you like? You know what she? You know what she failed at, and I'm do and I'm going off the headlines. And, and you've done episodes on it, estate planning, dude. She's got three daughters fighting over the money. And it may or may not be true, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And you got it. It doesn't matter. But you can see that three daughters fighting over the money. Let mom keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working. Don't upset the status quo. We'll deal with it when it happens. Yeah. And here we are. 
And yeah, her list of assets are just astounding. Tahoe, Aspen, you know, go on the list of jet, a yeah. $60 million jet. She doesn't, you know, that doesn't sound like, I don't think she had, was. You got to press the flesh with the common people. And so if you tell me that, and I haven't dug deep into this, I've been more concerned with more pressing civil unrest matters. But if you tell me the kids are fighting over the estate, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Like, I, you know, I got a thing about taxes and and not that I like them or dislike them. I feel like, you know, part of a, you, you, you got to pay your taxes. Mm -hmm. Now, you, you don't have to pay the most. Right. Right. But. If you follow the rules, then and that's that's what I do. And um, this year, I'm saddened to say I actually paid income taxes. Mm -hmm. Not a lot, but mm -hmm. you know, let's say I I I overestimated and underreserved. And but you know, we've been through like the estate stuff with the kids. It's clear there's no there's no room for wiggling and niggling and you know, even to the point of, you know, you have your personal property. So over, over your life, you will give um, gifts to your wife. Now you have a different situation. You have one daughter and one son. And I, my guess is based on Amy's attitude to and done. Um, but in my case, I have three daughters, which three times blessed, right? But over the years, I've bought and Cheryl little trinkets to show my affection. But when she goes, you know, what do you do with them? So what, what they did, to the best of my knowledge, is Cheryl took the whole shoot match out and put it on the floor. And the four of them divvied it up. And and I think from because I was in another room, it must have been amicable. Amicable. Because there was a fairy tale. Huh? A fairy tale, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it's because they're not greedy little pigs. Yep. Yep. You know? And uh you did, no, I said I believe it. I, I'm sure. I like, I know. I know you. I mean, I know you girls enough to I can see that happening and going seamlessly and bang, bang, bang. Okay, we're done. You're happy. Everybody's happy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Have a nice day, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying there wouldn't be a secondary market in trading, um, you know, after the close. But uh, <laughs> at least in the lawyer's office, there's not any yelling and screaming. Um, well, I, I, so. I'm in Vermont having this conversation with a a, 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 a good friend. No, no, not a good friend, a lifelong friend, a lifelong friend. And I'm, I'm, I think we're both realizing that even though we're exceptionally fond of each other, we don't see eye to eye on politics. Now, we're not all that far apart, but even the the point that we're minimally apart on things, you realize how far apart people really are, you know? And um, 
it's led me down sort of a dark path, which I'm guessing is why I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Um, you know, uh, I've predicted eight out of the last four recessions. Okay. But um, one thing I've mentioned uh, over the years is since day one of little MB comes to New York, government bond trader, there's too much debt. The government can't finance its debt. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I, I think we're getting to a very, very uh, critical juncture. Not that there's a debt default or moratorium or anything like that. But what I discovered through my conversation with this man that I respect and am fond of, I don't think many people appreciate the fact that we can't run at this rate indefinitely. In fact, I don't think we can run at this rate very much longer. And the fact is no one's willing to make any accommodation to take less. And so I I like to make things as simple as possible, right? Yeah, I mean, because you're talking to me. Well think of how hard I talking how, how, how hard I've had to work to be able to get to know enough to be able to even to talk to you. <laughs> I've been able to stand on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> but um they're they're the only way out of this mess, okay, is for people to consume less and save more. And it's gonna happen one or two ways. We can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way. And I don't recall reading in my history books it ever going the easy way. Um, so if you went to social security and said, the only way this thing survives is you take a 6% cut in your benefits and to, to choose words like Elizabeth Warden, all I'm asking is for six pennies out of a dollar, six pennies. Right? Yeah. Cloyingly ignorant concept, right? Mm -hmm. the, 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 the seniors, the AARP, their fucking head will explode, right? And yeah. so, um, and if you go to the military and say six cents, or you, 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 you say gasoline, we're going to go up another six cents, mm -hmm. right? Or pick it, yep. right? You you are more in touch with the average guy than me. How's that going to go? They're going to stop driving. The, the gas, the gas. You see it first with gas. Gas goes down. You know. Yeah, they're going to stop spending the money. They they got to have. They're going to cut back. You know. Yeah. There's an there's a, there's always fascinating lists of the things that go first. 
And it was fascinating. I saw this week they were like the first the first thing people stop paying is the car payment. And they're like, you should keep paying the car goes and then the credit card and then the house. Whereas like 50 years ago, it was the house, then the credit card and then the car. I I might and I don't have anything to back this up, but I would argue the house goes before the credit card. Like the last thing that they default on is the credit card because they they can spend on the credit card. You can't spend on the house, right? That kind of thing. And for, foreclosures, um, never having been through one, but, you know, played one on TV, um, it's a long, arduous process. Yeah. They can turn your credit card off by accident, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I, I, I think during the global financial crisis, that was one of the things that people paid off last while the jingle mail, you know, was ringing through the holidays. You're um, starting to see, you're starting to see that. Um, you're starting to see them do it the hard way. I, it, you hear the, I mean, you hear the statistics, uh, you know, car repossessions are up over overdue credit cards are up. Um, you know, uh, the, the people getting declined for car loans is up. Like all those numbers are starting to creep up, creep yeah. up. And this, you know, if this is just the beginning and this is just yeah. the first wave of the lag working its way through the system, yeah. a la AC Hunt, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's it. I saw in one of these things, um, Duneberg maybe. Um, and by the way, we're um, uh, taking one of our newsletters today, um, Excommunicado. Now, if you watch John Wick, you would understand what the fuck that means but it's a big deal in in any in any event um i I will come back to that i was um mesmerized by the scenes in philadelphia on the um the the midnight shopping spree good lord so that's philadelphia now um i have a friend who uh is a doctor and lives in Houston. And um, we communicate from time to time. In fact, right now he's bugging me to teach him about bonds, which I'm happy to do, but he doesn't want to do it the way I want to do it. So I, you know, I'll just do it the way he wants, which that's what the customer that's customer service. Okay. That's <laughs> but according to him, he lives in Houston and he said, you can't get out of your car to go to an ATM because there are homeless people camped out around the ATM. And he said the same thing now with CVS, like you can't walk into CVS. So what they do is they order it on Amazon and have it delivered to to their home. Um, So that's Houston. You know how I feel about Chicago. Um, That's (laughs) like you would never go back. Like it's not like you Well, here you have a, a a device. Just can quickly Google weekend shootings in Chicago. It's not even in the news, dude. <laughs> no, I know, but th- they'll give you a number. Oh yeah, okay. And, oh, and can I guess? It's four 30, above thirty-seven this weekend. Thirty-seven five fatals, including two children. There's your weekend in Chicago. Thirty-seven bodies into the hospitals. Yeah. You didn't have that during the Afghanistan war. Dude, it's you're talking about Chicago. 
something I know um, one of your newspaper records, the New York Post, which, by the way, my friends were mortified to hear that I that's on my on my newsfeed. Um, <laughs> they're, they're part of the high end intelligence. Yeah, what can I say? You know, we serve a broad audience here. And so we have to stay in touch with all sources of information. Dude, that's fascinating that, that you got judged for referencing the post. Come on. Oh, I got I get judged. I get judged for way less than that. But dude, I can see people getting bent about the post because it's Rupert Murdoch, which is Fox News, and like anyone that's in the slightest bit anti any of that associates the post with like them, you know? <laughs> or that it's just such a rag. So th this was a, a sort of an interesting social study experiment this weekend because this couple we've known for a long time, maybe 20 years, very successful, very intelligent, but they're news people, right? Mm -hmm. That was their training and that's their thing. And, and like, for instance, they mentioned like Fox News. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I don't really... You know, I, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, don't, I don't really watch TV. I mean, yeah. you know, like if a headline comes up, I'll I'll yeah. chase it down. And, and then I, I explained to them, which I think I've mentioned to you, um, uh, Gilman Amnesia. Do you remember that one? Is that worth repeating? Or do our listeners will yeah. remember that? Right? No, no, no. Tell, no, tell, give, give the... Give the uh, give the 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 Wikipedia summary of it. Like that's where you read it. So basically, if you read a story in a paper about something you know, and you realize the person writing the story doesn't have a fucking clue, you're like, this guy doesn't have a fucking clue. Then you turn the page, and let's say there's a story about sharks, and you're like, wow, that was a really interesting story about sharks. Yet, in the area you knew something about, the guy writing knew nothing mm -hmm. and now you assume the guy writing about sharks knows something mm -hmm. which which you know kind of leads me to this concept of I, I look at um i don't consider them our competition because i think our product is superior bar none but like the people watching you know andrew sorkin or becky quick mm -hmm. or uh Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. Yeah. I mean, why are you watching those people? They don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, I I, I would love, it'll never happen because compliance would never authorize it. But I, I'd love to have a conversation with Becky Quick. And, and it would go something like this. I said, why is it, you're the only person that uh, Warren Buffett lets interview him. I, I mean, I don't know that I'm completely right, but it seems like she gets 85% of it, right? Mm -hmm. Secondly, if you're, you know, an investigative reporter, why don't you ask him a hard fucking question? You know, why is it all, you know, mm -hmm. Mr. Buffett, you're so great, blah, 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 blah. You know, tell us again, about how special you are. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's the beauty of the, the, the IBWAC network. We go beyond the headline, right? 
Ooh. Be careful. I think somebody's already got that. <laughs> we go beyond the headlights. Somebody's got that. Whoever it is, it's going to be funny. It's all right. People steal our shit left and right. And and by the way, I'm not going to mention it on air. I figured out where the mole is. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit like that scene from Godfather. It's like, Fredo. <laughs> Fredo. Fredo. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so we have this situation where there's all sorts of sales taking place in stores in the evenings in some of these major cities. And I, I guess Target is an example of they've decided that marketing strategy is no longer <laughs> profitable in their closing stores. Yeah. You know, the, the, the one thing that really touched my heart was there was a woman who had like a beauty supply store. We're talking like hairnet spray and brushes, like the Cody products. I mean, they're $2. I know the store. A dollar. You know what I'm talking about, right? Well, her... And the the people in her neighborhood, not her, but people in her neighborhood, they just smashed the store and they took everything. Like, like you need an extra fucking brush? Yep. I know. You don't comb your hair anyway. Right. And, and to see this woman who had a glimpse of the American dream breaking down, saying, you know, I worked, you know, seven day weeks i was in early i was in late and you know i saved my pennies and i worked hard and now i'm ruined you know well it's being done to her by people in her neighborhood i mean i you know i don't i don't know how that how you get around that i i, I really don't um, embedded um i don't know how you fix it like i and <clears throat> It's become so it's become so polarizing and divisive. Like people on on one side are like, oh, you 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 voted for this. They're like, oh, another democratic run city. There's a and the uh, how do you argue it's number one, you can't you can't argue, you can't argue against those two things. It's hard to push back against that. And then if you're one of the people on the other side that's like I don't know how you justify it, but like, dude, look at all the cities. Look at New York. New York's not, New York's no 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 New York's not perfect right now. Okay, well, like like Manhattan, Lower Manhattan is ugly. Okay, um, Lower Manhattan's not great. Philadelphia, we know, is a major problem. Baltimore, Baltimore has zero uh, percent. Like kids can't read in Baltimore. All right, Baltimore's a war zone with an with an absolute failure rate in the schools. Atlanta's not pretty. Houston is crime stricken. Then. Go to, go across the country. Go to Chicago, and then you go to even the small cities. You hear about the problems in Asheville, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. I, I dude, like oh, you. You've forgotten the crown jewel of San Francisco. I mean, that's it's not even. I, that's like another country at this point. It's you know that's yeah. Well, it's ugly, dude. It's ugly, know, ugly, it's, ugly, ugly. And and no one has made any accommodation. Right. No one's willing to do this. All you hear is defund the police. Oh, and, you, and, and, you know, 
who would want to be a cop now? Yeah. Like you put your life on the line, something goes wrong, you're the bad guy, you know, the, the whole thing. So I, I I'm, I'm pretty, pretty demoralized, yeah. but I'm a math guy. Right. And I look at the size of the budget and the deficit and now the interest payments. And um, I don't know how long, I mean, it, it it's calculable, but um, I, I, I don't foresee a Weimar Republic outcome because love them or hate them, Jerome Powell ain't gonna let that happen. Um, is it a 7% two year note? Is it a 14% two year note? Is it a 21% two year note? I, I've seen those numbers in my career. Um, and I I've also seen- fathom that. I cannot fathom a 21% two year note. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it was actually 21. Whatever it was, 15. It, it was close enough. Yeah, no, 15 was a no brainer. I'll tell you what it looks like. There's no one has, a, everyone's out of work. There's there's no jobs. And in this day and age, how's that going to go when they're giving away money to everybody? And I told you, we drove through Mamaroneck recently to avoid some traffic. And there were like the food shelters and they're giving away food. Well, what, what's, I'll tell you what life's going to be like when there's not enough food. There's going to be muggings on on the street, and uh, yeah. um, that's why, you know, the the what can't go on forever won't. But in the interim, um, I, you know these these guys in Washington are whistling Dixie. No one's willing to meet anyone halfway. It's either my way or the highway, and you know, it's like we want cheap energy, but we have to be careful and be pristine with the environment. Okay, now look, I get both sides, right? But there's, you know, how, what is that, that iconic classic movie, Scarface? Chu go high, I go low, man. You know, you, you, let's, let's get going. Let's, let's make a deal. Let's move this thing along, right? let's, you know, what are we doing? We're paying money to Saudi Arabia, who's an enemy, full stop. Um, the Russians, who's an enemy, full stop. Now, whether we're dealing directly with them or not, I don't think is a matter of debate because oil is fungible. So whether, you know, we buy it from Venezuela by way of China or whatever, right? Yet America is, grand statement, America's energy is self-sufficient, yet we don't behave that way. And so we're we're sending money to our enemies. We, we're kidding ourselves. I, I think the greatest, the greatest delusion I've seen in a long time is the Saudis and the Israelis are are talking about coming to some sort of an understanding. And like, if those Jews think for a minute 
that they can trust the Saudis. Like, how do you take some some of the smartest people in the world? And first of all, they can't get along. They, it, it's shocking to me. Yeah. I, I, it, you know, it's shocking. And then they're like, oh, yeah, the, the Arabs, are, we're going to do these deals and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Like, no, the second they have a shot at castrating you, they're going to, right? And then they're going to gang up with Iran because over there, it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. And so they're spending all this political capital and it's, I don't know. So when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, it's because I'm thinking about things like this. And so what's what surprises me, and, and I, I was speaking with life coach Leslie Harris during the day. Um, um, where, where, where was I going with this thing? I, I guess the, the point is... Um, the senior moment... The geopolitical, um, the geopolitical cloud that's hanging over you, you just can't shake that. Yeah. Well, I, what, was just, what was Leslie's take on this? Did Leslie? So it, it got it got so bad that you had to call call Doctor Harris to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you no, know, we, once we, you've gone down, once you've gone down the to the you, you're once you start pondering the Jews and the Saudis getting along, you know it's going to be a rough Monday, and you should have just called me and been like, "No show today. I'm I'm working on <laughs> I'm working on peace in the Middle East, and I just don't think it's going to work out. I just don't. I just don't think it's going to work." <laughs> I got a note from our dear friend uh and collaborator anthony peters saying i see you didn't post an episode you know i'm glad you know if you weren't in the right mind uh don't post an episode that's the benefit of being a little bit older but you know every time i try and get out they they drag me back in right okay so i guess the thing leslie and i were talking about is you look at the equity market and the equity market is just whistling through the graveyard. Now, I, 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 as I explained to him, I have a congenital defect. I, I can't buy stocks I, as much as I try. You know, it's like Fonzie trying to say the word I was wrong. Remember, I was wrong. <laughs> um, I'm just a fixed income guy, but you know, when you look at a stock, it's the present value of future cash flows, which when I'm dealing with bonds works pretty good because that's what you got, right? Mm -hmm. Where the equity thing breaks down with total consistency is my inability to appreciate that those future cash flows may go up. But I wonder how reliable is the growth in cash flows when people have a new marketing tactic where they go into places, take things, and don't pay. Um, I, I suppose it's more prevalent in consumer goods than in things like houses and cars, although. Um, 
you know, you go to YouTube in Chicago, uh, YouTube and type in Chicago carjacking. There's a lot of these things where there'll be somebody will pull up to a stop sign, a gang of four youths no. will run in. They'll do a smash and grab of the car. Yeah, I know. And then they'll beat the guy within an inch of his life. He to live. I know. I know. It's oh. not. I know. Dude, stores like I mean, people have got I mean, earnings. Earnings have started to miss a lot. Like so, we've started to miss the earnings. And when you say the stock market's humming along, those big seven have been humming along, but the S and P four ninety three has been struggling to tread water. Correct. So. Well, I think you're stating facts. I, I, I don't have any reason to doubt that. Um, one thing I've noticed, uh, I was taught a long time ago um, when I was in medical school during my residency in neurology, they give you a few, a few uh, courses in psychology. Yeah. And they say, so when you're talking to a patient, when things come up in a session, even though they may not seem to be related, they're, they're, they're related. For instance, you might say, well, growing up, my mother beat me. And later on, the patient would admit, well, I beat my kid too. And you might realize there's a relationship. Possibly. <laughs> you see why I did well in neurology. But um, Anthony pointed out uh, as it, as he does so often so well, the thing about a bond versus a stock is assuming there's not a credit event, a couple of things. One is obvious, one is subtle, but way more important. When the bond matures, you get your money back, okay? But over the life of the bond, you get interest payments, and one of the great fallacies of uh, the bond market, and again, full credit, hat tip, chapeau to Anthony Peters, is the true yield you receive on your bond isn't determined until the bond matures and you see where you reinvested your interest payments. Now, as I mentioned, when things come up Together, there's usually a reason. Uh, I have here volume 41, number 18 of Grant's Interest Rate Observer, dated September 29, 2023. And I quote, indeed, inside the yield book reminds us, quote, for most long-term bonds, the interest on interest feature is a surprisingly important part of the total compounded return to the bondholders, typically over half. Now, um, if you have a coupon bond, okay, it's incumbent upon you to take that coupon, not spend it and, and reinvest it. And it's beyond the scope of this discussion about that reinvestment rate, but suffice it to say, if you spend that money, that you ain't getting the yield you thought you were going to get. Okay. Old Chestnut being uh, paid millions of dollars in tuition happens to fancy zero coupon bonds because um, 
you get the reinvestment of cash flows done for you for free. Almost like magic. Uh, but uh, I don't know about the reinvestment of interest payments on stocks. Now, I know some stocks pay this thing called called like a dividend. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Some people swear uh, by it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if people reinvest those things, that that's that'll make a difference. Okay. Um, one of the things I noticed recently is I was looking at the um, the mess I've made of my portfolio with the jump in interest rates. Is Cheryl and I have both have IRAs, and um, once uh, I started to get to be kind of more, I hate to say it, but more big time. I kind of lost interest in the IRA thing. But to give myself a plus, as long as I'm giving myself a minus, I was dogmatic about taking the distributions and reinvesting them. And so for 15 years, I don't know, whatever it is, I've had these bank preferreds and every time I get enough cash in that account, regardless of where that bank preferred is, I buy as much as I can. And I noticed the other day, once again, as I was walking through the um, the battlefield of portfolio sacks, um, that had grown to me to be a a surprisingly significant mother um, um, number. And the reason I mention it is uh, for those who listen and are looking for, you know, kind of the wisdom. Um, I've noticed in two instances, one is the growth of my IRA, because remember, uh, you know, Sachs's rule of wealth creation, avoid paying taxes, don't get divorced. So it's been a pretty impressive run in these IRAs. The other thing is I mentioned a couple of weeks back, I, I've paid off like my life insurance. And, and so now this number is starting to grow too. Now, thankfully that money will go to my children because the, they... You know, they need it way more than me. What have, what have I got to do but sit at home and wait by the phone for them to call? Um, but uh, the compound interest thing really, really works. And now when we get into the era of there is no alternative, not only is there an alternative, we're in a situation where you get to reinvest your cash flows at a higher and higher rate. And I think that's lost on 99.9% .9 of the people. Now, it's certainly lost on Congress because they're the flip side of that, right? They're paying interest on a bigger and bigger number at a higher and higher yield, which is why, you know, that's the, the debtor's trap. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think between that, uh, 
I, I think the number of people on the dole, um, the cost of food. I mean, for me to notice the cost of food, I mean, I know two ears of corn for $3. Even I got it. It's got to jump up. Throw in a half gallon of milk, 10 bucks, pal. I For a minute, I thought I was at the Hamptons. Because yeah. they're supposed to have great corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, right. no. Vermont, um, Vermont, organic. Yeah, corn. Years. Cheese was very affordable up in Vermont. As oddly enough, meat. Yeah, you could get great meat for like twelve dollars a pound. Yes, yes. I, I had um, been sent over to the local butcher in Greenwich to pick up skirt steaks. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh, no, no. I, I think it was like 35 bucks a pound or something. I mean, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. outrageous. Yeah, that's not counting the guy with his fat finger on the scale. No kidding. You think kids today know about that trick? Absolutely not, dude. AI, AI does it, okay? Listen, are you prepared? Is the Saks portfolio prepared for rates going to 7% like my friend Jamie Dimon announced? Okay, Jamie was on Jamie was on Bloomberg yesterday morning. It was either this morning or yesterday morning, and and he they pressed him on it because he had mentioned. Yeah. And they said, "Do you really think it's you know they're all gasping you know the breathless interview? Are we really going to seven percent?" And he goes, "I don't know." He goes, "I mentioned five percent." They looked at me like I had 10, 10 heads. Here we are at five percent. He goes, "How about seven? How about 10? And he said it with a straight face. Am I prepared? I I'm delighted you asked me that question. Here's the answer, 100% prepared. And, and I'll tell you why. Let's go back to IBWAC 101. Define what your needs are, right? And that's what I did. I need certain income at certain buckets, and the yield levels got to be very acceptable levels to me, and, and I bought it. And now... If they get marked against me, okay, you know, I'll get called in by Cheryl and, you know, they'll put a note in my employee file and all that. But the bonds are going to get paid off at par. In the meantime, I accepted a yield, which is going to amply cover this hedonistic lifestyle that we've seemed to embrace here. Uh, but to get away from the, the, the snarky comments, yeah, I'm unlevered. I knew a level that worked for me and I took it. And so if the bonds go down by 30%, yeah, it's going to irritate the shit out of me. Not because it's going to change my lifestyle. It's going to just fuck my ego up because I, I'm supposed to be better than that. Right. Apparently I'm, I will see, but, uh, um, yeah, I'm prepared for that, but I'll tell you who isn't. Ninety-nine percent of the people, and uh, you know, they're they're going to lay waste to some of this stuff at, at some point. And and again, talking to Leslie, one of the things I wanted to point out, you know, he has that phrase. You and I have embraced bread and circus, and and because time is at a premium here, I'll leave it to our listeners to figure that one out. But there's all this talk about the U.S. Treasury basis trade, 
<laughs> you seeing you seeing this show up in the popular press? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a it was AI in in August, and then for the month of September, the late months, they they picked up the basis trade as the headline story. Why? So, um, again, again, arguably, old chestnut, arguably one of the greatest basis traders in the history of basis trading, going back to you know. Dr. Holbrook working at the Stanford Food Research Institute in 1953. The phone hasn't rung. And you know why? It's because the reporters know they're not smart enough to ask the right questions. And they're just going to be sound stupid. Luckily, which... I prepared those questions. Give me the inner working. <laughs> you you tell me, Mr. Sachs. How would you play that today? If rates do go to 7%, now they're at 5%. <laughs> well. It's in the best interest of your clients. <laughs> we have a situation in the market, which is something we've seen repeated. As you like to say, a tale as old as time. So now there's products exchange traded products that are repeated sellers of volatility and their their mandate is just keep selling vol well it, you know Catherine davis sachs can show to you eventually that model that mo that model will work and um it's just a matter of time and does it cause a cascading series of failures? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it will because the volume will explode. And what will happen is the market makers, who I think probably take precedent over the little guy, the little guy is going to get boxed out and it'll be fucking utter chaos. And that's when our soon-to-arrive I love the two year no t shirt is going to trade well above par. And, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Pretty dour um, uh, addition today. But what do you like to say? Balls and strikes? Balls and strikes. Yeah, dude, it's a grim Monday. What's the, what, what's, what's the, what's the tailwind? Give me one tailwind. What's one, what brightened your day? Was there any, what was the tailwind? I, I heard tell that. DJ Sal's decided to stand down. Did I hear that? Get how could we forget? I want to thank the people that sent it to me on Twitter, but I, you know, I I trust, but I'd verify, and I can I haven't verified it. I haven't seen it from a reputable source. But if he's already sending that smoke signal, bro, it's too little, too late. Okay, <laughs> the kid, you. Oh yeah, those wagons have been circled so many times. That it's it's gridlock. You it you do you have a YouTube page, day job at Goldman Sachs? You can't undo that stuff. He did say dad. He did say dad. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, he's yeah, okay. Yes. So anyway, that was um. So I want to uh, I want to thank the listeners that sent me that. Um, if anyone wants to get added to Anthony Peters' email list, so that you can so you can be abreast of Anthony's writings, like Morris and I are, who we often reference, email me at insidebaseballcast at gmail. Um, and if you want a uh, what's the two year note T shirt say? What's it gonna say? I love I heart. I don't know. It's there's a picture of it on the website, but it's still 
it's caught somewhere in customs. Apparently, the Chinese tried to insert packets of fentanyl. And, <laughs> and I only ordered half of it. Yeah. You know, they, the other half they tried to sneak in. Um, the one last thing, I, I said this to somebody the other day, and they looked at me like I had literally lost my mind. I have been led to believe there are some cities now where you don't have to post any bail, yeah. like no cash bail. Did you hear this? Yeah, dude, I live in New York. I know what I know what's going on here. Yeah, is that I, true? Yeah. Oh, dude, you can do. You can commit. I think you can commit a felony and be out without bail. You can commit a felony and be out the same day. Yeah, they're like, sorry, here's your desk appearance ticket. Run along. Yeah, you talk about not wanting to be a cop. Don't get me started, dude. I got plenty of. Let's friends. do it. Let's do it. It is ugly. Okay, you want to blame people? You can blame whoever that cashless bail and the and the the bail the quote unquote bail reform that was enacted because they were it was supposedly you know you were you were locking up low income people and and that was working against yeah. them, prejudice against them. They they overturned. Yeah, that's why they turned it. They turned right. it in. So would would Amy like a nice Chanel bag? Oh, right down to Fifth Avenue, walk in, walk out. No, no, but a little more covert out. We go down to like uh, Wooster. Oh, they clean Street. up Canal Street. They clean up Canal every week or so now. They've been cleaning up Canal for with the. I'm not talking about the fake ones. I'm talking about you get a big pipe from one of your fireman friends, and we walk. I think it's the corner of like Wooster and Green. We'll just do a smash and grab. Um, Walk out. That's how it goes down there. Can you get those little plastic tags off the ones that the alarm goes right? You know what I'm talking about? I think I, the suburban legend was that like ink splattered out of them. Like, you know, there was I saw that actually happen with my friend Henson Orser. Um, he didn't steal something, he, he they forgot to take it off, but yeah. Dude, it is ugly. You want to talk about cashless bail? Cashless bail has created a problem. Um, the criminal justice reform system um, in New York City, put it this way, crooks aren't afraid of doing crimes. Crooks aren't afraid of doing crimes in the city right now, okay? So say what you want about... But I, you had a Democratic mayor when it was safe. It's not like you had... You know, you, I don't... When, when Bloomberg ran the city, things were safe. All right. So you had Mayor Mike running the show and things were safe. There was a cop on every corner. You never had concerns like this. But it, I mean, I'm not fear mongering. I've been downtown. I'm not going down there after dark unless I absolutely have to. Um, you know, I, I bought uh, chili pepper spray. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I, when when the guy who's been driving me for 20 years carries a knife now. Yeah. Ex-cop. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she can go south in a hurry. I know. I know. You got to get a personal bodyguard. You can get a bodyguard. Well, that's why, you know, we don't ever post an itinerary till after. Um, okay. You know, and th they were talking about how unsafe Burlington, Vermont's become. Well, I, I guess if you consider misstepping and stepping in a pile of vomit, things going south, that's yeah. up here. We got a different view on that thing. So. Okay, very good. Anyway. Do not judge Vermont. Please, people, go to Vermont. It's the most beautiful state in the Union, okay? Let me try to save Vermont. The here. Union. What are you? Hate speech. <laughs> Bye, all right? Yeah, see ya.